So we talked about the reason for hungering, and today yeah. we're going to continue on by talking about the benefits of being hungry for the Lord. Yes. And look, we know that we are talking to some of the elite few in the body of Christ, you those go. who are hungry, though I mean, y'all are hungering, you're fasting, you're watching a broadcast in the middle of the week, in the middle of your day, because you are not satisfied with what the world is called normal. You're here yeah. because you are hungry to see the good things of God take place in your life. You know that there's more available to you. And today we're going to be talking about for the people who get hungry, what are the rewards of hungering yeah. after God? It's going to be so good. So some of our keystone verses that we've been talking about this week are found. And put these in the comments. Let people who hop on behind you see where we're going in the word. But they're found in Psalms 107 and verse 9, and then Matthew 5, 6. These are two places specifically in the word yeah. that God talks about hunger and what happens to those who are hungry. If you want to go ahead and read them. Yeah, so Psalms 107.9 says, For he has satisfied the thirsty soul, and the hungry soul he has filled with what is good. Yeah. And then Matthew 5.6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And just reiterating, you know, what we said yesterday on these verses is that God, this, this here is a promise. And we've got to remember this, you know, meditate on this. This is a promise. As we hunger, he is promising they shall be satisfied. Yeah. So as we hunger, it is promised we shall be satisfied. We shall be filled. Yeah. We won't be hungering and left wondering, did I do it right? You know, what, what's the matter? Uh, maybe I'm not good enough to be filled. No, he's promised. If you hunger, no matter who you are, you shall be satisfied. Well, and the Bible definition of what those words mean, because, I mean, you get to a point at, at some point where it's like our brains just check out and words are just kind of words. It, yeah. But, you know, the word satisfied, filled, hungry, thirsty, there are actual very specific definitions to what they mean. Yeah. That word satisfied, it really, it, it pairs well with filled, but satisfied mm -hmm. means to be filled to satisfaction. Yeah. Not just a little dabble do ya, not just not just a little sprig, but filled to the fullness of being completely satisfied. Yeah. That when you walk away from the table, you can't want more because right. you're fully taken care of. Fully yeah. satisfied. You know, it filled with satisfaction, both literally and figuratively. So yeah. we, it's talking not just about the spiritual things, but literally being physically satisfied, spiritually satisfied, emotionally satisfied. You know, in every way we can be satisfied, we are satisfied, both literally and figuratively. You know, it means to have enough, to have plenty of, to be gorged, full to the overflow, Full to the point of exploding. Yeah. That's what satisfied in God's definition means. And in the world, I mean, you hear people say quite often, like, well, I mean, I'll, I'll just have a little bit. That'll satisfy me. Yeah. That doesn't satisfy God. He yeah. wants us to be overflowing with the goodness of God. And that word filled, it goes hand in hand. You know, filled means to be full of. It means the fullness. It means to have holy. 
Not yeah. just a part of something, but to be completely, completely filled in every way we can be filled. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so important to look back at what these words mean. There's so many times that we've read verses and just kind of like, okay, but like what, what is this meaning? And there's, there's words specifically as you dig deeper that, that there's even like John 3.16, that it means something different than we've thought it has. Yeah. So it's, it's very important to look at that. And so you look at the word thirsty. That word thirsty, it means longing. It means to seek greedily, like a beast of prey. You know, when's the last time that we sought after the Lord, like we were hunting him down, like we were desiring to find him out, that we were greedy about it. And here's the thing, like, that's not a bad thing to be greedy about your time with the Lord, you know, in your heart to seek after him. Like the only thing that'll satisfy you is finding him. That's what thirsting means. And it's not just, oh, my throat's dry. No, it means your soul is crying out for him to such a degree that nothing else compares to when you obtain him, hunting him down, stalking him down, following after him. You know, it means to have an appetite for him, to, to cultivate our desires to be him. You know, hungry, it means to be intensely hunger bitten, to be famished, to be craving him. Yeah. You know, and I mean, think for those of you who are fasting, you know, day one, it's, and someone like I, Hannah, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, she was talking to Marky about how much she loves beet juice. She was talking to, not just Marky, she was talking to everybody about how much she really loved beet juice. And Sammy was like, I'd like to try it. And so like last week or something, Hannah gave Sammy a bottle of beet juice. And I asked Sammy, I'm like, have you tried it yet? She's like, no. Like, I don't even know if Sammy has tried it yet. But like, she was just like, nope, nope. Why? Because truly, even though she's fasting, she hasn't got, as as of last week, she hadn't gotten to the point of hunger that anything, she'd be fine eating it. Like when you're that hungry, you're not picky with what gets put in front of you. Like I've, I've seen homeless people that like when people go up to them and say, well, can I buy you some food? I've literally watched homeless people be, well, only if it's like organic and like free range and uh, not fried and you're not hungry enough, Yeah, you know? Like, yeah. you're not hungry enough if you're going to be that picky with what you're eating. Yeah. Like, you're craving to the point of being famished. That's yeah. the level of hunger we should have. That no matter where God is, we're going to yeah. feast on him. We're going to find him. We're going to hunt him down. We're going to gorge ourselves on him. And I'm like, I mean, I'm picking with Sammy. I don't mean you're not really fasting if you're not drinking beet <laughs> juice. But like, for that point of illustration... Truly, I'm not hungry enough if I'm willing to reject certain foods because my taste buds don't want them. I'm yeah. not hung like I, I'm not physically hungry enough if I'm still gonna do that. Yeah. When I get to the point that I'm famished, any food that's in front of me, mm-hmm. I'm going to consume it. So yeah. it's like with God, when we're truly hungry for him, we're not gonna care where he's coming from. We're not gonna care and hear what I'm saying, we're not gonna care about who he's coming from. We're not going to care about the method that he speaks to us in. We're going to look for him in every area of our life. 
Yeah. That's what being famished is, is I'm going to, I'm going to scarf him down as soon as I find him because I just want him. I need him. I've got to have him. So knowing that that's what these mean, reading back over them, Psalm 107, nine, God has gorged to fill completely. That is completely satisfies the thirsty, the craving, those who hunt him down. He satisfies the thirsty soul and the hungry soul, the famished soul, the soul that's not filled up with anything else. He has filled, overflowed, given completely with what is good. Yeah. He is filled and quenched the thirsty and the hungry. Yeah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are you who are craving after him. Blessed are you who are just completely seeking after him because you will be gorged with the goodness of God. And put that in the comments. I will be gorged with the goodness of God. That's right. That's right. There was so many times where I... Like, I'm thinking about uh, before we started the fast, and we had a bit of, like, a Christmas break and stuff. And I'm going to tell you, one of my favorite foods is chips and queso. And it's not, it's, I guess, like, snacks. I guess, because it doesn't count as a meal. It's all snacks. <laughs> it's all snacks. <laughs> um, and I remember, you know, there were days where I feel, like, pretty, pretty well, like, with food. I, I feel like I'm relatively disciplined. But I knew we were getting ready to go on a fast, and it was like we were relaxing for vacation and stuff. And so I would just be like sitting around the house. I would just be like, before this fast, I want chips and queso so much. And so like I would get chips and queso. Then, you know, once you split it amongst a family of five or six, it gets gone very quickly. So we would get more chips and queso. Especially when some of that family is marky. Yeah, and gone very fast. (laughs) (laughs) And so so we would get more. I was like, I really want some. I want, like, to be, like, satisfied with it before this fast. And, like, we would get some. And I would literally be so full from, like, lunch or something. I would be sitting there. I was like, all I want right now is chips and queso. And I'm so full. I would literally, like, like, stuff like I was like I'm just gonna get a couple (laughs) and I was like I would like get some more I would just kind of like wait and wait until like my stomach had like processed just a little bit of food so I could just get like a little bit more and like I'm not suggesting that as an everyday uh, habit please don't do that dietary (laughs) recommendations (laughs) not my suggestions would not suggest it but uh, I I knew it was a little bit out of the ordinary situation I was like, this is all I want. This is all I want before we go on this fast. And so I would literally wait until, like, okay, I feel a little less full right now. I'm going to, like, have, like, one or two. And I would, like, I would just do that. And I was like, why do I feel full all the time? I just want chips and queso, stomach digest so I can have some. And, like, I was, like, getting getting frustrated with my stomach for being so slow. This is literally you explaining what pressed down, shaken together, and running over means. When we get there in ties and offerings, just have this come back up to you. This is it. The queso. It was, like, it was all this. I'm not exaggerating at all. And so, but it's, it's the truth. We've got to hunger after God that way. Where, like, we don't mind, you know, think about Kickstart Week. All I've done this week, I've, as soon as, you know, think about Kickstart Week, you know, as soon as I get off work, I'm getting ready, I'm getting my family ready, we're going to Kickstart, and all my week has been dedicated to the Lord. But that's not enough to satisfy me. On the way to work, I want to 
squeeze in that time to listen to some of your teaching, to take time to praise you, to take time to just talk to you on my way to work. Any moments I can find, Lord, while I'm going to the bathroom, I just want to talk to you about my day. Any moments that I can squeeze in of you, Lord, I want you. That same way that I was trying to squeeze in any bit of, even though I'm so full, I just want more chips and queso. (laughs) We've got to be the same way with the Lord. Lord, I know it... You know, we work at the church full time. I've been at some days, we've been at the church more than we've been at our own houses, but we've still got to hunger after the Lord more than that. Lord, I know I've been fully dedicated to you my whole life. Everything I do is for you, but it's not enough. I want more of you. Any moment that I can squeeze in to get time with you, I want that because I hunger after you that much. That's the kind of hunger we need. That's what he's talking about. I, nothing else can satisfy me. Nothing else can satisfy me. I could have gotten chips and queso. I could have gotten real food or chips and salsa. I could have gotten real food, but that's not what I wanted. Nothing else would have satisfied me except that chips and queso because it's what I wanted. It's what I craved. Like it's mm-hmm. saying, you know, what hunger is meaning in this verse. We've got to be the same way with God. Lord, I could, I have time right now. I could go and just watch my favorite TV show. That sounds nice, but it's not satisfying. It's not satisfying me. I need you. I need this time with you. Nothing satisfies me like spending time with you. Yeah, and look, like we said at the top of the hour, you are part of those people who are doing the works of God to get more and more of him in. And we want to encourage you today. There are rewards laid up. You know, Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And not just enough to believe that God is God, but to believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who seek him, those who diligently seek him. The two things that it says in order to please God, you've got to believe with faith that he is God and just as important that he is your rewarder. Yeah. That's what God desires to be known as your God and your rewarder. That's who he is. It's in his character and his nature. He's already determined that those who hunger after him, he will reward. And put that in the comments. God is my rewarder. How? Through faith. How do we get filled with faith? You get hungry. You know, it, the word tells us that to each we've been given a measure of faith, but how do we use the measure of faith? We get hungry. We pursue him. We're one with him. We desire to be yielded to him. Like it, it all comes through hunger. You can't have intimacy without hunger. You can't have true obedience without hunger. Yeah. You can't watch the enemy flee without hunger. You can't see the good works of God happen without hunger. Everything in the kingdom moves by hunger and humility. You'll yeah. never eat the good of the land unless you're hungry to. You won't be who you're called to be. You won't do what you're called to do unless you're hungry. And for those of you watching now, you're committing your works that your thoughts would be established to be filled to the fullness with the hunger of God. And you're going to get it because the word tells us in Jeremiah 29, 13, that you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart committed actions, that's the starting point. You're going to be filled. Just right now in expectation, put that in the comments. I am being filled with God's goodness today. 
Yeah. Let that come out of you. Expect it. I'm being filled with God's goodness today, right now. And here's the thing with hunger. Hunger is a choice. Hunger is not a feeling. Yeah. Put this in the com- comments. Hunger is not a feeling. Hunger is a consistent decision. Yeah. Hunger is not a feeling. Hunger is a consistent decision. Yeah. And I assure you, there's going to come a point in time in your walk with the Lord where your feelings do not feel hungry. There are going to be moments where your flesh does not feel like reading the word. There's going to be times where you don't feel like going to church. There's going to be moments where you don't feel like pressing into the things of God. But hunger is not a feeling. It's a decision that no matter what I feel, no matter what I think, no matter what I've seen, I choose hunger and I make myself hunger after God. Yeah. You know, and how do you do that? We talked about it earlier in the week. You don't fill yourself up with the spiritual junk. You don't allow yourself to be filled with anything but him. And if you recognize that you have, you quickly turn your heart and mind back to him. Give yourself to him. He's faithful. But hunger is not just something that for one time in our life, we once choose to be hungry. And that one time decision carries us through forever. No, it's an all the time Every day, day by day, moment by moment choice. I chose yesterday to be hungry. I have to choose again today to yeah. be hungry. Yeah. I'm going to have to choose tomorrow to be hungry. I'm going to have to choose at 4 p.m. to be hungry. I'm going to have to choose at 11 p.m. to be hungry. It's every single moment. It's my yeah. choice. But God backs your choice. Yeah. And put that in the comments. God backs my decision to hunger after him. It's not up to you. It's a covenant relationship that you have with the Lord. God's looking to empower you. You know, let that hit you. God is looking to reward and to empower you. He just needs your decision. And as soon as that decision's made, it's like God who has all this storehouse saved up and ready to go to you. He sees the decision and he's like, send it, send it right now. Send them what they need. Send the grace, send the strength, send the mercy, send the supply, everything that's needed. God sends it once we make that decision. God will back your decision to hunger after him. He mm-hmm. backs that. Yeah, and it's it's so important because if we think it's just a feeling, we're going to get discouraged For the sure. moment that we don't feel like we did the first time that we got mm-hmm. hungry. Well, I must not be hungry anymore. What am I doing wrong? You know, and I understand. I've done it too. And one thing, so I, I, I genuinely have been asking the Lord, like, Lord, okay, if we're not supposed to be led by feelings, what do I do, <laughs> you know, in yeah. those moments when... I'm, my heart is to be hungry for you every day and every day more and more hungry for yeah. you. So I know there's, I know just because we live in the world, I still have flesh. There's going to be times where my flesh doesn't feel hungry. It doesn't feel like I have this intimate fellowship right. with you. What do I do in those moments? And what he told me to do is so important. And it doesn't just apply to me. It applies to everyone. And that is to keep doing the exact same thing yeah. because he hasn't changed. His desire to have fellowship with us, his desire for us to be hungry, nothing has changed. He's already removed the barrier of sin, of condemnation away from us. If there's something that we need to repent for, we've messed up. He just says, repent and change your ways. I'll wipe it away already. So we don't have to worry about sin 
There's nothing that should be in between us and the Lord. Yeah. He's wiped that all away. So just keep chasing after him, whether you feel it or not. Keep doing the same things. Keep talking to him the same ways. And I, I can tell you from experience, as we do that, those, those feelings come and go, and they don't matter. Because yeah. we're, we're not supposed to be feelings led by our flesh. We're spirit beings led by the spirit. Yeah. And the spirit is always hungry for God, whether we feel it or not. Well, and, and before we get into the benefits, just to encourage you, a quality decision to yeah. hunger after God will be an anchor in the storm of feelings that yeah. try to come. Mm-hmm. A quality decision to hunger after God will be the anchor that keeps you in a storm of emotions. You know, I can't tell you how many times a thoughts tried to come up or a feelings tried to come up or a situation has presented itself and tried to be discouraging. And it, look, I mean, Paul says it, the things I don't do, I do, and I'm not doing the things I want to do. And I, I mean, Paul experienced these things. We're going to, in our earthly time here, experience the same temptation to live by the flesh and live by the soul. But a quality decision has counted the cost, and we're going to talk about counting the cost to hunger this week. And what that does is when you face things that present themselves as fact, your decision to hunger after God stands stronger. You know, why am I hungering after God? Because I love him. And the love of God keeps me. The love of God protects me. The love of God casts out all fear. The love of God is an all-consuming fire that when these thoughts try and come, the love of God burns them up. My hunger after God protects me because I'm in Him. My hunger positions me in Him, which is the very first benefit of fasting, a unity with the Father. A unity with the Lord, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The very first benefit of fasting is a oneness with the Lord, a perfect unity. And you can put that in the comments. But that unity, that that oneness with God, it's a protectant. You know, when you are one with Him, it's like when you're in the schoolyard and a bully tries to present himself. Mm-hmm. And like pastor gives the illustration quite often of like a bully trying to pick on a little kid. By yourself, the bully can probably whip the little kid. Mm-hmm. But what that bully doesn't know is that there is a big brother that backs us all of the time who's right. already whipped that bully to completion. The bully has been eradicated. And so... He may try to pick a fight with you, but what that what the enemy is too stupid to realize is that you're one with Jesus. Yeah. You're one with Jesus. There's a oneness that's a protective agent. There's a oneness that'll keep you. Jesus prayed that we be in the world and that we be kept from the evil one. And yeah. as we abide in him through our hunger, there's a keeping agent that protects our lives. We're not consumed because we're one with him. The benefit of hungering, the first one, is a oneness and an intimacy with him. And there's different aspects of that intimacy that came alive in me just as I was studying it out yesterday. Just three main areas. But there's so much more. 
even as we talk about it, it's a limited perspective because God is so much bigger and yeah. so much more capable and so much grander than our mind has even comprehended. Even in the protection of God, what I think God can do, he's able to do abundantly beyond that. God is your keeper. Yeah. And the first benefit is an intimacy and a oneness with him. Yeah, oh, we have here John 15, 4, and it says, Jesus is talking. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Yeah. It, it's, so, it's so true. Um, Proverbs 3, 32, again, is saying, for the devious are an abomination to the Lord, but he is intimate with the upright. Well, and that's intimate fellowship. So yeah. in being unified with him, the first, one of the first blessings, one of the first benefits of hungering is intimate fellowship. Yeah. That as you hunger after God, you place yourself in a position where God and you are one. Yeah. He speaks and you hear. You speak and he hears. There's a discourse, yeah. there's a dialogue between you two. You know, that Proverbs 3.22, God is intimate with the upright. That word intimate literally means to disclose secrets. God reveals yeah. his secrets. He reveals his innermost being to the upright, the righteous. And how do you walk out your righteousness? Through hunger. Yeah. That hunger allows for a back and forth because it constantly pursues him. Yeah. Like, you know, Pastor Nicole, over the last few weeks, she's had a ton going on at work. And I, like, she and I, she is my pastor first. Absolutely, that is most important. She is my spiritual mother. And she and I also have a relationship. And she's had so much going on. But the love that I have for her is a constant pursuit. So I'm praying for her. I'm sending her messages. I'm reaching out. I'm offering to help. I'm doing everything I can to help lift up her arms. There's a pursuit because she's valuable to yeah. me. I value that relationship. I want it. I desire to help her in everything she needs help in. And that's just yeah. an earthly relationship. We are to be in a constant pursuit of the Lord, a constant pursuit of intimacy with him. So that way every yeah. day I'm looking for ways to add to him. I'm looking for ways to fulfill his vision. I'm looking for ways to please him. I'm doing things just to make him smile. I'm putting on faith as a child just because it pleases him. I'm fellowshipping with him just because he wants that. I'm, I'm living for him. Yeah. I'm doing what I can for him. And God does the same back, but so much greater. We can never outgive God. We'll yeah. never be able to outgive him. Even as we give him all of ourself, our, it doesn't even compare to what we get back from him. Yeah. The first benefit of fasting is truly a unity and an intimate fellowship with him. Yeah. And, and this like... You know, you, you said it, we can't even just explaining, reading these verses, explaining it the best we can. It's so, it's not even touching the true value of yeah. it. It's 
we, I don't think we can fully explain it un unless you have this, unless yeah. you've experienced this. Because there's something that just, some, some parts of it, just a deepness that can't be explained. But I can, I don't know how to explain how invaluable yeah. this intimate fellowship with him is. To know him that, to those details, for him to know you in those ways that knows those little things that bless you. Yeah. So you get blessed and you're like, Lord, I didn't even, I didn't even ask you for this. I didn't even pray and see if this is what you wanted. And you blessed me with this because yeah. you know me. And then being able to recognize, oh, that looks like the Lord. I recognize that because that sounds like him. Yeah. Or, you know, all those things. Those, I mean, those are just a few examples. This is so invaluable. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It truly is. And so, no, as we're explaining this, there's so much more that I'm like, I'm trying my best to find words for to explain just, just how much it means to every like to everyone as we have this but yeah. there's just a part of it that I don't think we're even going to be able to touch with English words absolutely well and from that intimate fellowship it goes right into the next aspect yeah. which is answered prayer yeah. because you have intimate fellowship with him because he discloses secrets to the righteous we know the heart of god we know what he's desiring to do. We know what pleases him, what yeah. doesn't. As we abide in him, he abides in us. And that intimacy leads to consistent answered prayer. And put that in the comments. Intimacy with God leads to consistent answered prayer. Yeah. You know, John 14, 13 and 14 says, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do yeah. so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And hear this, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Like yeah. that's an absolute statement. Yeah. God is not just saying things to say them. God means what he says and he says what he means. Yeah. So he's literally saying, as you abide in me, because the whole context of that verse, if you go back up to what Jesus is talking about, he's talking about how he's in the Father and the Father is in him and there's a oneness between them and you can't distinguish them from each other. And from that place of unity, it leads to, as I ask the Father anything, yeah, it happens. And he says, if you ask, you, his disciples, you, the little Christs in the earth, as you abide in him and the father abides in you, as yeah. you ask him for anything in his name, he will do it. Why? Because if you're truly in him, you're going to be asking for right. the will of God. Yeah. You're not just going to be throwing around words to test God to be like, are, are you really real? Do you really yeah. love me? Okay, yeah. prove it to me. No, because your oneness is uh, you already have, as you abide in him, you already have the revelation that God does yeah. love you. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be kept. You're loved. Like, I don't have to test my husband and be like, okay, George, if you really love me, you're going to go buy stuff for me today. <laughs> like, that would be the most pathetic relationship. Yeah. If all it was based on was, if you love me, prove it to me right now. Like, yeah. Show me that, prove to me your love for me right. by buying for me, by doing for me, right. earn it. Like, show me that you're worthy of me trusting in that way. No, 
he gives to me because he loves me. But even if he didn't, I know that his love for me is secure. Like I'm secure in our relationship, just like that, but so much more magnified. I'm secure in my relationship that I don't need God to prove himself to me. He does it because he loves me. And so when I ask him for things, they happen because I'm asking in the will of God. I'm asking from that place of intimacy. You know, 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, for as many as are the promises of God in him, they are yes, therefore also, through him is our amen. Literally his promises, if he's already said it, it's a yes and an amen. You know, Isaiah 55, 11, So my word, so will my word be, which goes forth yeah. from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Talking about when Jesus prays, what happens? As we're in him, our yeah. words have the same power. It does yeah. the same thing. We're not separate from Jesus. Put that in the comments and for all the religion that's going to try and rile up as you do it, laugh as you're typing it. Yeah. I am not separate from Jesus. We are one. Yeah. You're not different. You're in him. You were adopted into Jesus. You were covered by his blood. When you speak as you abide in him, God sees Jesus. Yeah. He's not just seeing Abby. He's not just seeing Barrett. God is seeing Jesus when he looks at me because the blood was applied to me. Yeah. So my words as I'm in him, they're Jesus's words. He's yeah. hearing them through Jesus's voice box. He's seeing them come from the blood of the lamb. Yeah. And so as Jesus sent his words and they accomplished what he sent them to do, my words have the same power as I'm hungry enough to pursue abiding in him. Yeah. Well, just as just as some examples of this, there was a few weeks ago we were getting ready to go on a trip and um there was something I had ordered for the trip and just kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed. And I was really wanting it to be there for the trip and it just it never got there. So I'm on the way to my house, we're going to pick up our luggage and head to the airport. And just on the way to the house, I'm praying. I just have a peace in the in just in my spirit to ask the Lord this. I was like, Lord, I would really like that package to be there when I get home. Yeah. If this is if if that's okay, and if it's not, you know, I have peace and it's it's fine. Maybe it wouldn't. Have, maybe you don't want it to be there for the trip. And either way, I'm not gonna be disappointed. It'll be fine. And so I get there, and the package is totally there. It was not supposed to be there that day. It was supposed to be delayed again. And it was there in that, like, very short time period, which is, you know, for packaging right before Christmas, miracle. <laughs> so, but there has been other situations where I've thought this would be nice. I've, I've just checked my spirit before I pray on it. I've just had a piece, don't, don't put your faith on this. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not leading you to put your faith on this. Yeah. Because and it's so important at, as we do that to be led even in, in what we pray yeah to not put our faith on things that the Lord hasn't said in that moment I I had peace to say Lord I would I would really like if this could be there and I put my faith that Lord if if you want it to be there I know it's going to be there yeah. even though it seems impossible with packaging and all these crazy things uh but I had he put that faith inside of me to pray for that but there are other times where it's important to be led and Lord I don't feel you 
leading me to put my yeah. faith on this. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to. And it's so important. Like, just some practical uh, examples of exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. God desires to answer your prayers. Yeah. So uh, that other benefit of hungering is seeing your prayers answered. Yeah. And then the th- just one of the benefits of abiding in Jesus, the third one is the power of Jesus becomes our power. Yeah. We start to flow in the power that Jesus had. Yeah. You know, you see it in Mark, you know, when Jesus sends his disciples out and he told, he, it says he gave them authority over the unclean spirits and then he sent them out. Jesus, in order for us to move in Jesus's power, Jesus has to give us that power, which he has, but in order for us to obtain it, we have to have the revelation that it's for us. We have to apply our faith toward it to receive it. And how's that going to come? We become hungry for it. It's not just one day you get zapped with the power of God and all of a sudden everything I touch turns to gold like I have the Midas touch or something. (laughs) No, I have to hunger after God to see his power move in my life. It only comes by Jesus releasing it to me, uh, giving it to me, and then by me receiving it. I mean, you see it in John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to be with the Father. Jesus talking. Jesus is saying, as you abide in me, again, It's the same context. This is still John 14. So you see in John 14, hungering after God leads you to abide in him. The abiding in him leads you to seeing all of your prayers answered. And in that, it leads you to doing the works that Jesus did and greater. Hunger leads you to intimacy, leads you to prayers being answered, and leads you to operating in the power of Jesus. Hunger, if all we got from hunger was those three things, that would be more than enough. (laughs) That's not all you get. But even those three things, that's plenty. If you want to operate in the true power of heaven, you've got to be hungry. You've got to be hungry enough to pursue him. You've got to be hungry enough to expect that it's yours. You know, Any great man or woman of God, the only way power has started to flow through them is because they began to hunger for it. Whether they hungered for it by seeing somebody else walk in it tangibly with their own eyes, or if they saw it in the word and recognized this is available. Either way, their spiritual appetites got hungry and they said, I'm not satisfied with where I am now. Like if I see in the word that Peter can go walking and his shadow healed the sick, I'm not satisfied that I walked by Hannah and she didn't get healed immediately because my shadow touched her. I should have the same thing happen. And so hunger will drive you to faith. What will it cause you to do? It'll cause you to ask God anything in the name of Jesus and he will do it. Yeah. How's the power going to come? You ask him. It goes back to the answered prayer. You see how it's all a cycle? Like it's literally all a cycle. If you want the power, hunger enough to ask him. And when you ask him, expect it'll be done because you're abiding in him. It's all tied together. You're not going to have answered prayer unless you're abiding. You're not going to have the power of God unless you're abiding. And when you're abiding, these two have to come hand in hand with it. 
Because it's all a part of being his. Yeah. It's, this is so good. I, I just want to keep going. This is so packed. I would suggest watching this again. There's so much in this that we've, we've got to get and not just pass over and keep operating the same way we have yeah. been. Got to get hungry, but also draw on these things that we have access to. We yeah. can't go another day without drawing on these things that he's, he's given us because this will change your life and not just not yeah. just our lives, but it'll change those around us, everyone we come into contact with. Yeah. Well, so the second altogether point, the first one was it leads you into true, powerful intimacy with God. That's the first benefit of hungering. And put it in the comments. It leads you to true, power-filled intimacy with God. The yeah. second one is that all other things. Nope. Hang on. The second one, I, I added stuff. The second one is that you're anointed. Yeah. yeah. Truly. What's that power lead you to? It leads you to the anointing. Yeah. You know, we talked about it yesterday in Hebrews 1, 9, that Jesus, what did his hunger do? It led him to love righteousness, to hate lawlessness. Therefore, God has anointed him with the oil of gladness above his companions. Yeah. The second benefit to the true power, or to being hungry, number one, the true power-filled intimacy with God. The second one is being anointed. And that word anointed means to be separated by God, separated for honorable use, separated into your destiny. Anointed means that you become his completely. And, And really, it boils down to a decision point. All hunger is, is a decision to live for him. It leads you to that decision point. But being anointed means that you are living a life that's being consecrated to him. It means that you carry an authority. You carry a power. You're wa- you hear what your destiny is from God, and you begin to walk in those things. You're on assignment from God here on the earth, not just because God says it, but because we've received it. Yeah, the next, um, the, it's, it's so important. The next point is the enemy, the enemy fleeing before you. Mm-hmm. The enemy fleeing before you, and you can put that number three, the enemy fleeing before you. And we go to James 4, 7, and it says, submit therefore to God. As we do that, as we hunger for him, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Those are the, those are the two, um, what is like requirements mm-hmm. for this. Submit therefore to God. As you do that, you'll resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is a promise, just like we were saying before. Uh, this is a promise from God. Yeah. If, if you're tired of the enemy attacking and those attacks lasting and being there and stuff, you want the enemy to flee from you, it comes through hunger. It comes through chasing after God, realizing who he's called you to be, taking on all these things he has for you. And as we do that, as we look more and more like Jesus, he, he's not allowed to be in the presence wherever Jesus is. And as we spend time with the Lord, as we call him to be with us each and every day, as we become more and more like him, he can't be around us either. Well, and really quickly, going back to the being anointed aspect of it. So the second point, being anointed. You see David. David, yeah. how did he come to be anointed to be king? How was he anointed into his calling? 
he abided with the Lord. He yeah. fellowshiped with him. He was out tending the sheep and ministering to the Lord in song and, you know, just worshiping him. David was a worshiper yeah. and his intimacy with the Lord led to God selecting him to be the king that Jesus's lineage came through. Yeah. Like he could have chosen anyone else, but his intimacy led to the Lord anointing him into the office that he designed him to go to. It, mm -hmm. it led him being anointed to slay Goliath. It led to him being anointed to lead a nation. It led to Jesus coming from David. Yeah. That anointing, it's not just a power that we like feel the Holy Ghost goosebumps from. The yeah. anointing separates you into the life that you're called to live. And it happens through that intimacy with God. And you see that from yeah. David. And then, I mean, going, going right into what Abby was just talking about, about submitting to God and watching the enemy flee. You know, yeah. point three is that the enemy flees from you. Hunger causes the enemy to flee from you. You know, Deuteronomy 28 tells us that the enemy will scatter before us seven ways yeah. as we are blessed by God through hunger. Not because we're something special, but because God searches the earth for people who are hungry. Yeah. You know, the, the word tells us that, uh, that the eyes of the Lord scan the earth, search to and fro, looking for those that he can show himself strong on their behalf. Right. Why? What is God looking for? He's looking for hunger. Yeah. He's looking to show up and say, look, the enemy is defeated. Let me flow through you the power of God that causes him to flee. Yeah. Submission to God comes through hunger. Yeah. A hungry person is the one that's submitted. Mm -hmm. It's it's not, I, I mean, have you ever seen, I, I, I have never, ever seen in my entire life someone who is not hungry for God and is still submitted to the Lord in his ways. I've never seen it because hunger is yeah. what causes you to be submitted to God. Yeah. You're not truly submitted if you're not hungry. So it's that hunger that causes you to submit to God. It's the hunger that causes you to resist the devil. Why would you resist the devil if you didn't have a hunger that something greater was available to you? Yeah. You know, if you weren't hungry for the things of God, you would allow the enemy to come and beat your tail and whip you back and forth and, yeah. and torment you emotionally and just cascade a river of fear over your life. Yeah. Like you, you'll, you'll tolerate what you don't know yeah. is, isn't yours. Yeah. You know, you'll tolerate those things as long as you think that you should have them. Yeah. Like I tolerated so much garbage in my life because I had no idea that greater was available to me. Yeah. But when you start to hunger after the things of God, the submission to God helps you realize mm -hmm. that wasn't right. That was the enemy. That yeah. wasn't correct. That was a lie. I don't have to have this no, I'm submitting yeah. myself to the Lord. I'm choosing through my hunger to resist the devil because the word tells me that God has caused me to triumph. When? All the time. Yeah. Every time. No matter what situation I'm in, I'm designed to triumph. No matter what I see, I'm designed to triumph. And when a hunger yeah. starts to rise up in us that that's real, the enemy has no answer for that. Yeah. 
All the enemy has in his hand is deception and lies. A lie of you can't do it. You're not good enough. Everyone hates you. You're too stupid. You're too skinny. You're too fat. You're too ugly. You're too loud. You're too this. You're too that. God hates you. God wouldn't use you. God doesn't like you. God's mad at you. You messed up yesterday. You messed up two seconds ago. Why would God choose you? And it's all smoke and mirrors to make you think it's real. But hungering after God says, God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And I'm choosing God's thoughts because God's thoughts are truth. No matter what was a fact, God's truthful thoughts are what I'm pursuing. And I'm not settling for anything less. And that hunger that causes you to stand up, Mm -hmm. it goes back to the bully. What's the bully going to do when Jesus stands up? What answer does anyone have for the Lord? Satan tried it once. You know what happened? I saw Jesus fall, or I saw Satan fall like lightning. Jesus spoke it. I saw him fall. I saw him kicked out of heaven. He may have tried to raise a rebellion, but there was a hunger and there was a fire and that fire caused him to be kicked out, stripped him of his power when Jesus rose from the dead. There's no answer that the enemy has for Jesus. And if we'll hunger after him, there's no answer that the enemy has for you. There's Mm -hmm. no answer that the enemy has for you as you abide in him because you become one. Yeah. You hear that? You see what happens when we hunger? Our oneness protects us. Our oneness keeps us. Our oneness causes our enemy to pee his pants because he's so scared of what will happen when we step up into who we're called to be. He's got no answer for a believer who knows who they are. He has no answer for a believer who's hungry because he's already lost. And if we'll rise up into who we're called to be, no answer does the enemy have for you. No answer. He'll run. He'll be so scared because he's terrified of the day that everything is taken from him. He's terrified of the day that Satan or that Jesus kicks his tail in front of the hosts of heaven and in front of all of us that are ascended with Jesus already. He's going to be made an open show publicly. We're going to mock him. We're going to see this is who it was. He already knows who he is. He's he ha, he knows that he's a defeated foe. He knows he's under our feet. And when we know that because of our hunger, There is nothing he can do to stop his people. Yeah. Well, the reason he's been able to run rampant in in our lives, the reason he hasn't been fleeing from us is because we haven't known who we are in Christ. Yeah. We haven't known our identity. So it's just like, you know, you can think of a prince or a princess or something in a kingdom. Yeah. And they're living in this kingdom that their father has already totally vanquished, but they don't know it. They don't know who their dad is. They don't know that he's already vanquished this whole kingdom. So then, you know, one of the peasant people comes up and is like, actually, we own this kingdom and you need to be our slave. Right. And because the prince doesn't know who he is, he, he would, okay, like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. I don't, yeah. I'll, sure, if you say I need to do this, I'll go do this. But as soon as he realizes, wait a second, 
My father is the king, and yeah. he's already totally defeated all of you guys. Yeah. You have no right to tell me this. What are you doing? It's laughable yeah. to think about. And it's, it's a very similar thing with us and the enemy. Say, Jesus has already defeated Satan. Satan has already been defeated once and forever. Yeah. But once we realize that we are one with Christ, we are one with yeah. Christ, like we've been saying that whole time, as we say, devil, you must leave it's the same as Jesus saying, devil, yeah. you must get out of here because he's given us that power, Absolutely. that authority. And as, as you were saying, what it was already bringing up is that as we realize our identity in Christ, that's what gives us all this power. We might, the enemy might not have fleed from us because we didn't know who we were. We weren't holding up that authority. But as we hunger after God, we find more who he wants us yeah. to be, who he's called us to be, who he's made us to be. And we're able to walk in those things because we know them now. Yeah. We know who God's called, called me to be now. I know what he's called me to be. I yeah. know what he's called me to do. I know what he's told me to say anytime the enemy comes against me. So I might have let you run, run rampant in my life before now, but now I know. And now it's not going to happen again. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed those days because yeah. they're gone now. Because I know who I am in Christ. As I seek out more of him, I find more of me yeah. in him. Amen. Amen. So the next, the next um, aspect of it is that all other things are added to us. All things are added to us. So yeah. the first thing, the first benefit of hungering was that intimate power filled or that the power-filled intimacy with the Lord. The yeah. second thing is being anointed. The third is watching the enemy flee from you. The fourth is that all things yeah. are added to you. Yeah. All things are added to you. Matthew 6.33 tells us that as we seek first the kingdom, why would we seek first the kingdom? Because we're hungry for it. Right. Why would we seek first his righteousness? Because we're hungry for it. Yeah. As we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness through hunger, that's the context, as we're seeking him, all things are added to us. What do you need? It's added to you as you hunger. Because the first things are truly put first. Jesus becomes priority in your life. Yeah. The Lord, the Father, Holy Spirit, His ways, His righteousness, the kingdom, that becomes first priority. And when we'll prioritize God, God can then demonstrate how He's prioritized us. Yeah. You know, God's already prioritized us. You were priority number one. You were sent Jesus. God sent Jesus for you. Yeah. But in order for us to tap in to all that God's laid up for us, we have to seek him first. We're not anointed. I said this last week. Put it in the comments again. You're not anointed to take care of yourself. Yeah. You're not anointed to add things to yourself. You're anointed to seek first Jesus. You're anointed to seek first the kingdom. Yeah. You're anointed to hunger. You know, you're designed by God to yeah. be a person of hunger. God made you that way. It's not hard to hunger. You're made to hunger. Yeah. You know, put that in the comments. I am made to hunger after God. Right. You are. And so as you seek him first, all those things are added to you. We talked about it yesterday with the rich young ruler. You know, the rich young ruler had everything. Like he had, yeah. he 
He had done well. He upheld the law. He didn't break any of like the sacraments. You know, he had done well for himself in the marketplace. Yeah. And he went to Jesus and he's like, what do I have to do to follow you? What do I have to do to be with you? And Jesus, after hearing all that he'd done, he's like, you've done well. Now go sell everything you have and follow yeah. me. Go give all your possessions away. Go, go get rid of them and then come follow me. And the rich young ruler was so grieved in his spirit about it that he just left. But what he yeah. missed in his unwillingness to give of all that he had, he missed the seeking first the kingdom. Right. Because he couldn't get over that. He missed Jesus literally saying that there is, in Mark 10, 29 through 31, there's no one who has left your, their house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake that basically that he will receive a hundred times as much now in yeah. this present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms. Jesus literally said, as you seek first me, yeah. how will I not add back to you a hundred times greater than yeah. what you gave up? You know, God's not wanting us to give up. He's wanting us to demonstrate to him, you've got my all. Right. You've got my everything, my livelihood. You've got my family. You've got my talents. You've got my heart. You've got who I am. Why did God ask Abraham to sacrifice Isaac? He didn't want Isaac dead. He wanted to be sure that Abraham's heart was solely after God. Right. And as Abraham demonstrated, God, you've got all of me. You're yeah. clearly going to raise Isaac from the grave because you already gave me a promise about him. I don't know yeah. what you're going to do. But if you ask for him, take him. Take him. I trust you with him. You're going to do something to bring him back. Right. And when God saw that he had Abraham's heart, He's like, you're the father of many nations. I can do something with a man like that. Yeah. All things are added as we hunger after God. All things. What things? All things. Yeah. Anything. What do you need? What do you want? Yeah. God adds those, the desires of your heart. He's placed them there and he is more than able and more than willing to give them to you as he's sure that they don't have you. Yeah. God cares. And God wants you to have a prosperous, a fun, a happy life in every area. Yeah. In every area, from the, from the big to the small. I've watched so many times where not only has he, like, fulfilled me in every huge area, but some of the things that bless me most have been the really small things. Yeah. The really small things. Like, for instance, that package being there the other day. That was weeks ago. That was, like, over a month ago at this point. And yeah. I'm, I still find myself just thinking about that. Because it wasn't something I needed to yeah. happen. It wasn't something that I was like, Lord, if this doesn't happen, you're going to have to work something out. Yeah. It was just something that I wanted. And he, he just wanted to make me happy. But... That stuff is found not, af not as we chase after that stuff. Yeah. If I would have chased after that package being there, then I, it, it probably wouldn't have worked out. I probably wouldn't have gotten there because yeah. that package would have been my source. And, Lord, I really need this to happen. And it probably would have been, you know, delayed even longer with all of the delivery stuff yeah. because I was chasing after it. But as I just chased after God and, God, I just want whatever you want. If you want that package to be there... Great. Yeah. Uh, I would like for it to be there, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, as I chase after God, he, 
he satisfies every need. It's yeah. what he wants. He wants us to be satisfied in every area and overflowing, overflowing in that. But that comes at that comes at us chasing after. Amen. Yeah. Well, and then the last one, I added it in this morning because it, it struck me as I was reading through the word. It's something that the Lord's had me been meditating on. It fits right in. <clears throat> in well, I'll give it to you first. The fifth one, the fifth benefit of hungering after the Lord is seeing immediate manifestations and results. Yeah. An immediate manifestation and results. Now, why do I say that? You, as I, I've been reading in Mark lately, and what you see in the book of Mark, how did Jesus lead to, how, what happened in order for him to be baptized by John the Baptist? We talked about it yesterday. He had to start hungering after God as a child. You know, Jesus was not born as some baby, like, you know, boss baby who could just speak at a young age and was like, I know that I am the child of God. Like, I am the son. Like, <laughs> no, that's not how it worked. He was a baby. He came as a man. And he yeah. had to find out who he was the same way we do, in yeah. the word and through intimacy. So Jesus, all his life growing up, he hungered after God. He studied the word. He'd hear about God and he just yielded to the drawing that God had. He yielded to that hunger and he pursued the Lord that led him to being baptized by John the Baptist. And the word tells us that as John the Baptist baptized Jesus, that the heavens opened up, the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove. You know what happens in the book of Mark as soon as Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit? The word immediately starts getting used a whole lot. Yeah. Like in the New American Standard of the Bible, from chapters 1, just chapters 1 through 6, the word immediately is used 24 times. I, I know because I counted. I, like I'm underlining every single time I see it. It literally says, the heavens opened up, the spirit of dove descended upon him, and a voice came out of the heavens, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Immediately, the spirit of God impelled him to go out into the wilderness. See, it didn't take Jesus long to start yeah. hearing the voice of yeah. God. Immediately it happened. His hunger caused a provocation from heaven. It, he provoked heaven to have to respond to him. Yeah. Heaven responded, anointed him with the Holy Spirit, and then immediately the works of God began to be done. Jesus went into the wilderness. He fasted. He was faced with that temptation, and he started going around in signs and wonders, in signs and wonders, in signs and wonders. Yeah. How? His hunger yielded an immediate response from heaven because yeah. there was nothing blocking his face. Jesus spoke and it happened. Jesus went and signs followed him. You know, and just two examples of that are in Mark 5. Jesus is just walking down the street and a woman who had heard the reputation of Jesus because immediate signs and wonders followed him. It's not like Jesus prayed for someone and three years later, finally their headache went away. No, Jesus prayed and yeah. immediately blind eyes came open. Yeah. You know, it, it, later on in Mark, when the deaf person came to him and was like, I've been mute since birth. And Jesus spit into his hands and touched his the man's tongue with the spit that was on his fingers. And the man immediately started talking. When Jesus would touch the blind eyes, they immediately came open. Yeah. There was an immediate response. Yeah. Why? Because Jesus was hungry. But you see yeah. in Mark 5, you know, 
with the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. Verse 25, Mark 5, 25, a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not mm-hmm. helped at all, but rather had grown worse after hearing about Jesus, hearing about what? The immediate signs and wonders. After she heard about him, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she mm-hmm. thought, if I just touch his garment, I will get well. What's the next word? Immediately. Immediately. The yeah. flow of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. You know what the next word is? Immediately, Jesus perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said, you see the crowd pressing around you and you're really asking who's touching you right now, (laughs) Jesus? Come on. But no, there was an immediate release of power. Why? Because power was available and her faith caused an immediate reaction. See this, Jesus was hungry enough to become anointed, to have the power of God become something that was his as well. And this woman's faith caused her to hunger so much that she received an immediate response. See, the answered prayers, it's not an answer in the sweet by and by. God wants to do an immediate thing now. Why am I talking like this? Because there's an immediate response from heaven that has your name on it this year. What is it in the package of? It's your year of the glory. God wants this to be your best year yet. How's it gonna come? Hunger. Our hunger yields immediate responses. God doesn't take a long time. God speaks and it's done. How long did it take him to form the earth and everything in the universe? Seven days. Because when God speaks a thing, the earth has to respond to it. God's called heaven and earth to testify about the words that come out of our mouth. He's called heaven, hear this, God has called heaven and earth to testify to your hunger. Put that in the comments. God has called heaven and earth to testify to your hunger. He has made the earth programmed that when we'll get hungry, we see it respond to us immediately. Right. Not 10 years from now, not 10 minutes from now, right now. If you're sick, get hungry for him. And you know what his word says? His promises are yes and amen, so be it, take it. Have it, it's yours. Walk it out, it's yours. His word gives you a promise, it's yours. Take it, take it. Hunger yields an immediate Result, immediately, immediately. How did Jesus go? Immediately. God spoke and his hunger for the things of God led to immediate obedience. Others hearing about the things of God led to an immediate response of faith. And their faith was met by an immediate answer from heaven. Hunger causes us to live without delay. Yeah. You know, here, put that in the comments. Hunger causes us to live without delay. Meaning that I'm not delaying God when he tells me something, I'm doing it right then that second. And when God calls me to stand and pray and believe that I have received something, heaven answers immediately, immediately. 
immediately. Let today be your day where you receive that word immediately. God's not delaying himself. He's not saying, hold on for 50 years and then I'll do something in your life. He's saying, take me by the hand and watch as I move in your life today. Yeah. We've got to be a people that as soon as we've got a word from the Lord, we know that it's him. You know, we've checked with our leaders. We checked with our pastors or whoever we're submitted to. We know the what, we know the when, we know the how, we move immediately too. We've got to be, if we want that from God, we've got to be hungry enough to be obedient to him immediately. Yeah. And is and not wait of, okay, let me figure this out on my own. Let me just wait until I feel like it's the right time. As soon as the Lord says go, we've got to be a people who go yeah. and who go whether we feel like it or not. Because I yeah. can tell you there's been plenty of things that the Lord's asked me to do and I have not felt like felt like I've been prepared, <laughs> felt yeah. like it's been the right time. Lord, if it were me making this decision, I would really like to wait. Yeah. But I know it's not me making this decision. I'll go now. And yeah. every time he has supplied amply, it was so much easier than it would have been on my own. It was so much easier than I ever even imagined it could be because of immediate obedience. Amen. So today, let this broadcast, these five benefits of hungering after God, Let this provoke you to a new level of hunger. God, as we said at the beginning, God is a rewarder of those who seek him. God wants us to know that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. God wants us rewarded. God wants to bless the hungry. God wants to bless the thirsty. God wants us to live in the blessing. He wants us to live in the overflow. He wants this to be our year of immediate blessing, of immediate increase. All he requires from us is faith to move into levels of hunger that we have never moved into before. And God will back our decision. So today we're going to pray that right now we make a decision to live with a hunger for the things of God like we've never experienced before. You may have hungered before in your life. You may have been the most hungry of anyone in your family, of anyone around you, but there's new levels of hunger. While I'm alive, there's more. While I'm alive, there's more. If I'm alive, there is more. And I'm hungry enough to pursue it. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask now over every person who's watching live and in the replay, anoint your people. Lord, today, I ask that the Spirit of God, that you draw us into a decision point more than we've ever, ever decided before. Let us be drawn to a decision to hunger after you. Lord, show us ways that we can hunger for you more than we have before. Let today be a quality line in the sand day where we say, I'm done With the level of hunger I have, I must cross the line and step into more. Lord, place that hunger on the inside of us. Stir it up, God. By the Spirit, I ask for every person watching, let their spirit be stirred to hunger. Let their spirit be stirred to press in like we've never pressed in before. Let our spirit be stirred. And look, hear me, hear me. As the fast comes to a close, we're not done hungering. 
Yeah. We're less than a week out of being yeah. done with a fast. Our hunger does not stop on Sunday. Our hunger does not yeah. stop on Monday. We yeah. are just getting started. Yeah. There are new levels of hunger that are available to us. So God, empower us as we step into the rest of this year to be hungrier than we've ever been. Lead us into more intimacy with you than we've ever had. And Lord, let our eyes be open. Let our ears be tuned into the things of God. And Lord, lead us into new revelation of who we are in you, that we would be the hungriest we've ever been yeah. in our lives today, but tomorrow we're going hungrier. The day after, we're going to be even hungrier than tomorrow because we're not satisfied. We're hungry. We're hungry. We're hungry. Let that come out of your mouth. I'm hungry. Put it in the comments. I'm hungry. Let that be your declaration. I'm hungry. Even when your flesh says, no, you're not, tell it to shut up. Yes, I am. I'm hungry. I'm not satisfied. I'm hungry. I need more. I've got to have you. I want you. I need you. I am not done hungering. Lord, let that be our cry. Let that be in the hearts of your men and women. Let us pursue you with tenacity. Let a zeal for you and your father's house consume us, that we receive you and we pursue you with the full backing of heaven. Lord, for every person who's made a decision today to get hungrier, back them from heaven now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, receive that for yourself today. Let that be a marker. Yeah. Let that be a marker. I, I know I'm letting it. I'm letting it be a moment where I'm saying, Lord, this is never, I'm never going backwards in my hunger. I'm never going to have a day where I'm satisfied to not be hungry. And let that be that for you as well. Yeah. 